Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in-depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith and today we are discussing a unique project between Baylor University and the City of Waco. Baylor and the City are partnering on a National Science Foundation Civic Innovation Challenge project to develop climate-smart, waste-to-energy fuel combustion at the Waco landfill to help reduce methane and other air pollutants and transform waste into clean energy. Baylor and Waco are among the 19 teams who recently advanced to the next stage of the NSF's challenge, earning a $1 million pilot project grant with the hopes of advancing to the next stage. Today's guests are Dr. Lulin Zhang and Charles Dowdell. Dr. Zhang serves as Assistant Professor of Mechanical Engineering at Baylor with a focus on advanced atomization and combustion and laser diagnostics for flow investigation. Charles Dowdell serves as Chief Sustainability Officer for the City of Waco and is a co-principal investigator on the project with Dr. Zhang. Well, lots of exciting things happening. Really glad, glad to have you both with us today. Charles, Dr. Zhang, thanks so much for joining us on the program. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Wonderful to, to have you here. And uh, this is a project we really want to break down. It's a cool project and a cool opportunity. Let, let's start, Dr. Zhang, from a very high level. When you think about long-term goals, what are the long-term goals and benefits of this project? Uh, thank you so very much for asking this profound question. Actually, I just came back from the kickoff meeting of this project from D.C., and there I met a lot of uh, pioneers who actually are those uh, program managers of this uh, program who enabled this, uh, this, those uh, in innovation projects. So they shared the vision and which... Uh, is quite aligned with ours. So the vision is um, to how to kind of like leverage the uh, technique developed in academia to uh, be driven by the real needs of the civic civic people, like the uh, community, local communities, and then how to further um, enhance our technology and, and to benefit people. And specifically for our waste to energy project, um, in such a, a climate change, like changing climate um, environment, especially a lot of local people, including myself, have uh, significantly suffered from the uh, winter winter storm Uri in 2021 yes. in Texas. Um, so uh, we were really motivated by that, and we hope that this technology with high energy resilience and also cost-effectiveness can really um, potentially enable the uh, clean energy uh, from waste with, um, with, with high fuel flexibility and also that can uh, bring people the future and without suffering those tragic events in such a, such a changing climate. That's amazing. Yeah. So hopefully uh, we're envisioning that this, pro uh, this project can be used not just in the local communities, but col uh, collaborating with industry, with government. We can co-leverage the technique to benefit people in the society at large. Yeah. Thank well, you, you talk about that partnership. We, we get to talk to you about that right here. Uh, Charles, the, for the city of Waco, what are some of the long-term benefits to advancing this project? Well, thank you for that question. Uh, clearly, the most apparent benefit is the reduction of the growing concentrations of greenhouse gases in the Earth's atmosphere. These concentrations have continued to rise dramatically since the Industrial Revolution, and they're only showing signs of increasing concentrations. That's led to things like extremes in weather, from hotter than usual to colder than usual. 
and more radical movements of the jet stream, such as the creation of atmospheric rivers that bring damaging weather. Um, a lot of the interest area that I have, uh, including participation at events such as the uh, Green Communities Conference with Dr. Sasha Yusenko and Dr. Melinda Coogan, have also looked at, um, I would call it, uh, non-intended impacts to our Earth's atmosphere, and those affect things like viruses and endocrine disruptors and other other things that cause uh, impacts to our our uh, population and to our our ecosystem. So since the in- onset of industrial times in the 18th century, human activities have raised atmospheric CO2 by 50%. And this human-induced rise is greater than the natural increase observed over the last 220,000 years and possibly the last 800,000 years. This is based on rock samples and actually direct observation by NASA satellites. So the concentration of methane in the atmosphere is more than doubled over the past 200 years. And NASA scientists estimate this increase is responsible for maybe up to 30% of global warming. And therefore, Ms. Lulin's research work on this project is critical to helping the community deal with some of these uh, changes to the Earth's atmosphere. That's that's great. And as we describe this, you know, I think two things that stood out to me when I read about this were obviously reducing greenhouse gases, reducing pollutants, and converting potentially waste into to energy. If you describe that, if, if you're talking to family members who say, what is it you're doing? Are those two things that people take away? Or what are some other key aspects of this that, you know, beyond that? Uh, that's a very good question. Actually, yeah, um, to talk to a family member, I probably will first... Uh, uh, briefly mentioned that our project uh, will help to enable clean air and also clean energy with high uh, cost effectiveness and uh, resilience. Um, and more a little bit more specifically, as Mr. Daudel just mentioned, so actually if we don't do anything to the landfill, actually it will automatically uh, discharge the methane gas, actually landfill gas emissions, uh, including the major component methane, into the air. Actually, methane is um, a li- nearly like 30 times higher global warming potential compared to carbon dioxide. So we need to destruct the methane by flaring. But unfortunately, the existing flaring system also emit other um, pollutants like soot, like unburned hydrocarbons and nitrous oxides. So those are all bad for human health. So I have to just probably briefly introduce them that um, by integrating the Baylor's technologies that we can offer the clean air around the landfill and for the local community. And furthermore, we can also convert those um, burnt gases into like chemical energy, heat released, and for power generation to bring like resilient energy in like extreme climate event such as winter storm worry, um, and also in this way, um, from the generated from waste, so the cost will be will be definitely more more affordable. Yeah. Visiting with Dr. Lulin Zhang and Charles Dowdell, and Dr. Zhang, let, let, let's dive into the science here just a little bit, the engineering aspect, the idea of exchanging waste for energy, uh, converting it has, has has been around, but you're bringing a different approach to us. Could could you tell us? 
what's unique about that approach that uh, with your work and in partnership with Baylor and the city of Waco, what, what, what's unique about what we're seeing here? Um, that's a very good question, very insightful. Actually, um, the uniqueness of our technology, um, briefly, that is due to the high fuel flexibility. Um, so for combustion, so um, to get clean combustion and then the clean energy, that has to be complete combustion. Um, however, that is based on different aspects such as fuel air composition and also fuel air mixing in terms of fundamental science. So therefore, in our team, we are bridging the uh, fundamental combustion science um, into the applied areas and trying to modify those uh, components that can improve the fuel air mixing that can also physically change how the fuel air interacting and then to result in the different chemical reactions, uh, different chemical kinetics, and then to enable complete and efficient combustion with near zero emissions. Yeah. So how does this tie into your, this is one project of many you do, how does this tie into your broader research? Like if you were describing to a group of high school students what your research focus is, what would that be so we can kind of see how this fits in? That's a very good question. Um, so actually, yeah, so um, if, if I would be talking to high school students, so I pro- uh, will introduce that actually in our group, we study um, fuel flexible combustion by um, uh, designing different uh, thermal fluid systems and also uh, components for thermal fluid systems such as combustion system for jet engines, for uh, stationary power generation, gas turbine engines, um, so for those, um, so for for those uh, aspects, so we are trying to design the uh, or transform the conventional components to fundamentally change the um, the physical and chemical process uh, related to the uh, combustion process and to enable the fuel flexible burning. Is yeah. a lot of what you do is computer modeling. Where might we find you doing this research? Uh, that's a very good question. So mainly in our group, we do experimental work. Mm-hmm. So that's how we bridge in the um, fundamental to the applied research because we also test them. But of course, um, comp- computational modeling is highly significant. So in our group, we are doing some of that, but um, we're also collaborating with other experti- experts. Um, and I have collaborators from uh, from different uh, areas from different uh, regional areas, like from uh, South Carolina and also from um, academia, from uh, industry like Converge. We have been working with them as well um, to integrate the computational modeling and to also further understand how this process can be uh, can be modified physically and then how that will affect the chemical process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. This is Baylor Connections. We are visiting with Dr. Lulin Zhang, Assistant Professor of Mechanical Engineering at Baylor, and Charles Dowdell, Chief Sustainability Officer for the City of Waco. So, so Charles, uh, she comes to you and you hear about this project and you see the potential in it. And then you know, there's a lot of ways that cities can, can gain funds to, uh, to, to find improvement. This is a unique thing. The National Science Foundation there's a competitive aspect to this. So she comes to the idea, you like it. From the city of Waco's perspective, what then? What, what, what's next once you say, yeah, I think we want to go after this? The, thank you for asking that. The city does have resources if it chose to, you know, to do its own research work on this. But our uh, executive leadership, as well as our city council, wants us to collaborate on uh, projects like this that 
fit the goals actually stated by our leadership team as well as our city council, one of which is resiliency and sustainability. So the way I've always thought about this project is, look, our planet is this massive rock that, yes, it does have uh, solid masses and it has biological uh, masses and it has oceans. And so amongst all of that, uh, the Earth does have the ability to absorb issues, uh, gases like carbon dioxide. And so you can see the trends over the past, well, 800,000 years, according to NASA. And you see a cyclical up and down of those gas concentrations ranging from what's called normal levels, around 200 uh, milligrams per liter. And it's gone up during periods of extreme volcanism, as well as perhaps some meteorological impacts. Um, but since about 1870, that concentration has risen without going back down. So what causes the concentrations to go down is the absorption of these gases by our Earth's forests as well as our Earth's oceans. And it's apparent that they no longer have the ability to absorb these gases. And it means that we as stewards of the planet must do what's necessary to reduce those. And I'm just happy to be part of Ms. Yang's uh, team. And, you know, this is a competitive project, right? You, you, you have to get through phase one, then you've made it to the uh, pilot project uh, phase, one of 19 teams who who did so. So question for either one of you, what, what aspects does the competitive nature have? How does that impact the work you do because you're uh, you're trying to be the best you can, but you're also competing against other teams, if you will, that are trying to do the best they can. Um, thank you so much. This is a great question. Yes, this is it is a competitive uh, competition, and we were very honored to be able to select it. So basically, this is um, to me this is the initial investment of this type of project. That's why even the stage two is called pilot project. So that is um, among like. Funded by uh, funding agencies uh, such as NSF, and which also partner with uh, Department of Energy and uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security, um, and also uh, USDA. Um, so I believe we were able to uh, get into this stage one because the strong, very strong uh, connection and understanding between the city and the Baylor University, and definitely the strong support uh, from the from the local community. So I was very honored to be invited into several vehicle sustainability board meetings. So I was very amazed by how the other colleagues in the city were so, um, in the entire city, in the entire community, they were so insightful about the future, about the clean energy, and they're excited about that. That motivated me a lot. And also the second one, I believe, is the technology. And the technology that is quite unique, as uh, you just uh, mentioned, because compared to conventional combustion technology, which is highly sensitive to even slight fuel property variation, so our technology is highly fuel flexible. And um, definitely um, the wonderful team members like uh, Mr. Um, Charles Taudeo, um, he has been working on this tech, this uh, relevant technology since 1980s. I myself have been learning from him since day one of the planning phase. And also uh, the co-PI, Dr. Um, 
Yung Alex Yokochi, who's a chemical engineer and uh, very prestigious in chemical process. And uh, he actually brought in this uh, uh, wonderful idea of external combustion due to the composition of the uh, specific composition of landfill gas. So he brought in this external combustion idea. And we also have the uh, doc- other, other um, co-PI, like Dr. Yang Ni, uh, from the environmental science uh, Baylor, and she will help to do the high fidelity environmental modeling to see how this technology will affect the brain very uh, significant and profound impact locally, regionally, and nationally, and even internationally after this project. Mm-hmm. And we were very honored to be able to work with um, Dr. Perriman, uh, who was a previous Baylor uh, economics uh, mm-hmm. of uh, Professor, and he will help with the economic impact estimation. So, yeah, so I think uh, in short, that means um, because of the wonderful uh, connection and collaboration between the city and Baylor and the support of the Baylor family and also the uh, technique, unique techniques uh, from each co-PIs, yeah, that, that really helped us to be aligned with the vision of those funding agencies and then get into this stage two. Yeah, yeah thank that, you. That's yeah. a strong multidisciplinary team right there that, that you all have. Yes, well, obviously, uh, you know, Charles, we want Waco, we want Baylor to uh, to win, if you will, but uh, more importantly, to, to continue to advance in this. So let, let's look ahead. Obviously, there, there's steps to be taken in the year ahead. What are some ways that the community, the people can, are there ways that the community can step alongside this and help advance this in ways that would make uh, Waco and the and Baylor more likely to uh, achieve that next step. Well, I can just speak from my own perspective. The the multi-fuel technology that Ms. Lulin is describing uh, actually could impact many of the Waco area businesses that use various kinds of fuel as a means to convert it to heat. So you have issues like uh, boilers that uh, boil the sugars for candies and for various sodas and things. And so once you start thinking that, then you start to realize that this technology is not only transferable, but it would also be extremely useful and provide a great deal of technological advancement to folks that otherwise would just continue looking at the same thing. So I'm very excited about this research work and working with her and her team. What are the next steps, Dr. Zhang? When, one question would be, when will we know? And are there other ways that people can be involved in helping us get there? Uh, that's a very good question. Actually, what you just asked is really the vision of the funding agency program managers. Mm-hmm. So they, one day serve, uh, serves as um, initial investment and then the next phase. So one of the significant things for this pilot project is about the scalability and transferability. So the next step we were thinking is to maybe have startup company that will help us to further kind of like broaden the utilization of technology to benefit not just the local community, but our our dear laborers and many other people in the country. Um, and also, uh, we are collaborating with some potential industry partners. And uh, actually, from this uh, recent kickoff meeting, I was also introduced to other industry by the funding agencies. So that hopefully um, we will uh, we will further scale up this project since waste to energy 
might be needed everywhere since waste waste is air, everywhere. So this project might help them simultaneously deal with waste management and also uh, bringing in the resilient energy and with high co- cost effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we found out about the pilot project, that advancement in the summer. Is that when we would know about the next steps, or how long is that, uh, does that deadline run? Thank you so much. So actually, uh, this is a very quick, uh, rapid project. It's a 12-month project, which is quite even unique for the funding agencies. Um, so that's why they call it uh, civic innovation. Um, so hopefully, so not hopefully, we have to actually. We have to give some quantita- uh, quantitative results by um, end of uh, end of uh, September next year. So because this project starts started in October this year, um, so we will have some quantitative results. And our team has already started some uh, internal kickoff and planning, and already started working on that. And we are quite confident to. Uh, be able to deliver some uh, quality results uh, to the local community and then uh, to the people who are quite uh, interested in this. Thank you. Yeah. I might add to uh, Ms. Luland's uh, insightful and inspiring comments, but um, one of the things I should mention is that EBA has recently discovered that these uh, candlestick flares that you see at all of these oil and gas fields are not as efficient as they thought. In fact, they produce a lot more pollution than had been initially conceived. So as far as scalability, um, this project will be a success. And in talking with some of the manufacturers of some of these devices, I think they're extremely interested in um, providing this technology, not only locally, but Texas is one of the bigger oil and gas uh, states, but also maybe globally. So there's a great deal that um, would come out of the successful results of this program. And I'm just very grateful to Ms. Luland for bringing this uh, to my attention. Well, we would love to see uh, Baylor and Waco together be a leader in this area, you know, nationally and and globally, and certainly think about the benefits to the community. That's exciting as well. Well, we have uh, run out of time here, but I want to thank you both for taking the time. And I really hope that about a year from now, we're visiting again, talking about the uh, the next steps. But in the meantime, we'll look forward to seeing the results of your work, the data, and the efforts to, to, to scale and uh, advance this technology. And I want to thank you both for taking the time to join us today. Thank you for thank having you us. So Wonderful to have you both. Charles Dowdell, Chief Sustainability Officer for the City of Waco, and Dr. Luland Zhang, Assistant Professor of Mechanical Engineering at Baylor, our guest today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online at baylor.edu slash connections. And you can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.